Hi, welcome to Health Now from WebMD, where we cover the latest in health topics you care about the most. I'm your host, Carrie Gann. We have a special episode for you today that covers your biggest back-to-school concerns. Stay with us. Hi everyone, this is Stephanie Snipes from the WebMD editorial team, and I am very excited because today we are talking with Bo Coffrin, better known as Lunchbox Dad. Packing kids' lunches can be a chore, but Bo has turned it into a work of art. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me on. We are thrilled, and I I I want to try and do justice to explain to our listeners who maybe haven't yet seen what you do. Um, how would you describe what you do? Uh, you know, at its basic level, I just make, uh, lunches fun for my kids and, uh, and I try to make them into fun shapes and sometimes some, uh, you know, cartoon characters, movie characters, whatever they're into at the time. And, um, sometimes I'm successful at it. (laughs) I think every time you're successful at it, (laughs) I went through, I was trying to pick out some favorites and it was almost impossible to do, but to kind of paint a picture, because I feel like you're underselling yourself because they're amazing. He, you do bento boxes, so you have mm-hmm. different compartments and you create entire themed lunches around Guardians of the Galaxy, all the Disney characters, Harry Potter. You even had one for the Eclipse last year. And I even your smooth, your Monsters Inc. smoothie bowls were adorable. Well, thank you. And that was you, my first. Uh, that was my first attempt at doing any sort of smoothie bowl. And I'm like, oh, I'll make a final C, Monsters Inc. They were perfect. And then you you essentially just take regular lunchbox ingredients and manipulate them to look exactly like these characters. Yeah, I try and make it really fun. And I really try and use, you know, for the most part, ingredients that most people can get at their local grocery store. I don't try and use a lot of specialty ingredients um, unless the character really calls for it. And and as far as tools, people always ask me about tools. It's just, I try and use stuff that, that people already have, like knives and toothpicks and sometimes cookie cutters and um, and go from there. So I try and make it make it simple. So how did this all start? Well, it started almost six years ago now um, when my daughter, who's my oldest child, she was starting kindergarten. And it was the summer before, and I was just really uh, looking for a way to show her that her dad loved her when she was in school. You know, your oldest going off to kindergarten and, uh, you know, the first one, it's kind of like a lot of emotions. And I'm like, I just want to let her know that I'm thinking about her and that I love her while she's there at school. And so I saw some moms doing some similar things online, but I didn't see any dads doing it. And I thought, hey, I'm a dad. Why can't I do this? So I gave it a shot and surprised her the first Monday that she was in school and she loved it. It was a Hello Kitty lunch, that which is what she was into at the time. And uh, I had fun with it. And uh, and so it was a surprise for her. And we just went from there and just did it every week. And then from there, I, I started my blog. Just really was more of like a record keeping uh, for lunchboxdad.com. And just for us personally, and then I started putting the recipes on it and I thought, you know, maybe this could encourage some other parents and then started, uh, started uh, social media channels from there and it just kind of took off. And then you've been featured on Good Morning America and the Steve Harvey show and you've been featured in People Magazine on the Huffington Post. I mean, you have really started something here. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a fun ride. And uh, and uh, I've started to see more dads becoming more involved in, in packing lunches and stuff over the last few years. And so it's been great to um, play a part in that. So when you're thinking about 
your next inspiration. You mentioned that it's kind of what the kids are into in the moment. How do you, how do you even con- conceptualize how to make a snow white sandwich? I mean, using those dark grapes as her hair was pretty epic. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. Um, I, I've been doing it, like I said, for six years now. And so I kind of just get into the mode of I'm thinking throughout the week because I I make them on Sunday nights and they take them to school on Mondays and people always ask, is this just for Instagram or do they actually take them to school and eat them? And yes, they actually, it's way, you know, way too much work just to uh, show a picture. It's, it's really about the experience that my kids and I have with it together and they do eat the lunches. And so I just kind of think about it throughout the week. What are they into? Are they into uh, Snow White? Is my daughter reading a book on Harry Potter? Is my youngest into PJ Masks? You know, and that's just kind of how. It, and then I think, okay, well, a green apple would work for that PJ Mask character. And and I, uh, when my wife is at the store, I'll be like, hey, look out for something like this. Or or I might see food and be like that really could work for hair and uh, and so it just kind of goes from there and so i get all my inspiration all my inspiration from what my kids are into but it i kind of got just in the mode over the last few years of thinking um thinking about food in a different way do you have any go-to foods that are just your standards that you know are going to make perfect to your point perfect hair or a perfect face I, I like to use sandwiches a lot because my kids like sandwiches. Uh, my son is more into, my oldest son is more into peanut butter and jelly. Um, my daughter, she'll eat uh, a lot of like cheese and meat type sandwiches. Um, but generally, I try and think first about uh, fruits and vegetables and what I want to put into there for that, whether that's dried fruits and vegetables or fresh fruit and vegetables, because the colors are so great that they work for a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. I try not to use a lot of artificial colors. Sometimes I'll use a little bit of food coloring here and there. Um, but I s- always start out with what can I do with fruits and vegetables? And because it's a great way for my kids to eat healthier. And they, my daughter will tell you that she's tried so many new foods and, and fruits and, and healthy stuff over the years because of how she was first introduced to it in a fun way. What, if your kids had to pick their favorites, which do you think are theirs? So my youngest is four and he doesn't get them every week or all the time. Um, he gets super simple ones. Um, when I do do it for him, normally it's just like uh, a cookie cutter on a piece of bread. Um, and so he might tell you PJ masks, like I mentioned before, cause he loves PJ masks. Um, and then my daughter, my oldest, Gosh, it might be Elsa from Frozen, or it might be the the latest Snow White one. Um, I mean, it's hard yeah. to pick a favorite. You've got so many great ones. Yeah. How about well, you? For my, for my oldest son, it would probably be a Star Wars one. Oh, yeah. How about you? Do you have a favorite? Uh, probably. It's actually one of my my first ones, um, and I just redid it recently for a, a video to show people how to make it, and that's the Chewbacca sandwich one. I always have fun with that one. Oh, my God. that was, I loved the Chewbacca I love that yeah. you're, you're on trend. You're just all over it. <laughs> what about parents at home who are, are not going to reach your, your levels of maybe sophistication, but do you have tips that they could use to make their kids' lunches a little more interesting? I, I always tell parents, start off with, if your kids like sandwiches, start off with just a, a, a cookie cutter on a sandwich to make it into a fun shape and include a lunch note with it. 
Um, one thing I don't put on any of my uh, on my blog or any of my social media channels is is every week I include a lunch note in it because it's more of a personal thing between my kids and I, and I don't share that. Um, and I tell them that I love them, I'm thinking about them, and that might actually mean more to them than the lunch. Oh. Uh, and uh, and so I would say do a simple lunch note, just a little handwritten note, and, and don't underestimate that. And start out with just a cookie cutter on a sandwich and see where it goes from there. Have your kids started getting in on the act? Not so much because because every week it's a surprise. And oh. so um, and so they'll open it up at school on Monday and see it for the first time. Every once in a while when we're doing a special lunch on the weekends or something like that, um, they might help out. It's way more fun to have it as a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. And I know you also have some great just general parenting tips on lunchboxdad.com. Yeah, yeah. It started off with just lunches. And then from there, um, you know, every parent has stuff that they learn along the way. Uh, my daughter is almost 12 now. And so over the last 12 years, I have three kids. Um, I have a full time job and and married. And, and so there's lots of stuff uh, to learn about, to laugh about. I like to have a lot of fun on my blog and on my social media channels and just share funny stuff about parenting as well. Because if we can't laugh and have a good time, then then, uh, then what are we doing, right? Well, last question. Mm -hmm. Are there any characters that you are dreading the day that you might have to think about a solution for? You know what? I have to, so there's, there's one lunch that, and I started my blog post off with this, is that I never, uh, I think I, the first line was, I never wanted to make this lunch. And uh, this will go against popular opinion, but I am, like, I hate using emojis in text messages or on social media. I do sometimes just because I know people like them, but personally, I'm anti-emoji. And so I made my kids an emoji lunch because they were really into emojis at the time. And so um, it has, like, a thumbs up. And it's uh, – I just shared it just recently again on my Instagram. And it's, like, the poop emoji. I saw that. Burrito. Um, and so – uh, and so it's like, ah, uh, I mean, so that kind of like killed my soul a little bit because I'm so anti-emoji, but my kids liked it and that's what mattered. Um, one lunch that really took me a long time to make was just a recent one. Um, not to make like sit down to it, but really conceptualize and think about what am I actually going to do with it is Ant-Man. And for some reason, I couldn't wrap my head around it for like a year. Oh, and wow. then the new movie came out. And so I decided to make an Ant-Man lunch, but um, I finally got the, uh, got the courage up to do that. That's great. Thank you again. And just a side note, I just have to say, I saw your nod to adventures and babysitting on your site. Oh yeah. I don't know anybody else that loves that movie. So I really appreciated that moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I grew up in the eighties and so, uh, I'm totally all about the eighties and, and so I, from time to time on, on my blog, I have to reminisce and talk about the retro stuff and the 80s things like Adventures in Babysitting. Huge Back to the Future fan. Same. Um, and uh, we made we did a uh, DeLorean stroller one year for Halloween. I made that. Yeah. That's on my blog, too. Um, with a hoverboard, we were like a Back to the Future family. So anything having to do with 80s, it, I have like a, a lunchbox post just about like eight, the best 80s lunchboxes on there. And just because just um, want to have fun with it. And uh, and I like to uh, get retro from time to time. 
Well, I, I hope that someday you will take requests from adults and then you can ship us <laughs> lunches because I would really, I could go for a Goonies themed lunch you, at some you know point. What, Goonies, I have to do Goonies uh, at some point because my kids love the movie. I, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, I just haven't been able to do it yet. And so, uh, so Goonies, uh, on my Instagram, I just reshared a DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince of ah. Bel Air uh, <laughs> lunch that I did. And so from time to time, I'll go I'll go back and, and do, do some retro stuff. And Goonies is definitely at the top of my list at one of those lunches. That I, I love it. If I already didn't think you were an amazing dad, just the fact that you're passing on to the next generations a love of Goonies, <laughs> that just pushes it over the edge for me. That's an awesome thing. You have to, right? You, you have it's to our responsibility. Those. I yeah. think it is. Yep. Goonies, Princess Bride. I, did, oh. I have done a Princess Bride lunch uh, after my kids and I watched that movie together. That's um, great. So, yeah. Well, Bo, thank you again so much for joining us. And for everybody out there to see his amazing creations, definitely go to lunchboxdad.com or follow him on Instagram. And we can't wait to see what you create next. All right. Thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Hi, I'm Allison West, editor here at WebMD, and I'm here with medical editor Dr. Neha Pathak to talk about the mother of all jobs, momming. Hi. Hi. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. So there's a survey that's been all over social media saying that the job of momming is the equivalent of having two and a half full-time jobs. We really needed a survey to tell us that, right? <laughs> so it's back to school season here and that'll roll on through September around the country, but it's crunch time, kind of like tax season for accountants. And on top of all the usual things, we're shopping for school supplies and trying to get our kids back, you know, on a, on a regular routine and not on their summer routine. And it's all happening all at once. So you recently blogged about this for WebMD. Can you tell us about your ESBL strategy? Sure. So it's really my remember your human too strategy. Right. Um, and so ESBL is really thinking about your eating, your sleeping, your breathing, and sometimes like any human, leaving, <laughs> getting yourself out of the situation. So just like anybody else and like the great mom that you are, you're focused on making sure that your kids are eating well, they're well rested for the next day, they are calm and relaxed, and that they are becoming independent and going off and getting away from you at some times. And we really have to remember to do those things for ourselves as well. So making sure that we are taking the little bit of time that we have to mm -hmm. eat that healthy meal mm -hmm. or making sure we go to sleep and get the full amount of sleep that we need right. to be productive the next day. Breathing, just really we can't overemphasize the importance of really taking some time out to meditate or breathe. Um, and then sometimes just getting away from it all. Right, right. So have, have you been trying to employ these tactics and how's it been going? Sometimes it works better than other times. And I would say that the biggest thing for me is having it scheduled. And that's just a personal tweak that I've made. So just saying, I want to eat better or I want to sleep more mm -hmm. does not really work for me. I really need to know at 8 a.m. when I wake up, I'm going to have an apple. Right. <laughs> so it's just being very specific for me personally helps me actually fit these things into my schedule. Being able to do these things for yourself and for your kids can be a heavy load. What are some ways people can lighten that load or reprioritize or kind of 
share the share the duties. So I think you make a great point about this being a heavy load, and not only is it physically a heavy load, it's mentally a heavy load. Right. Because we are really trying in our minds to keep track of the next steps, not only for ourselves, our children. If we have partners, we're often trying to figure out how they fit into the mix. So some of the things that I like to do is think about how I can use my partner to do some of the things that need to be done. And if you don't have a partner, then thinking about family or friends or others in your community that can help you. Um, the other thing is getting your kids to participate yes. <laughs> in taking care of themselves. So not only is that taking some of the load off of you, but you're really teaching your child the independent skills that they need. If we don't find ways to offload some of this stress, this is a recipe for burnout, yes. um, which is something that, you know, you may not know that you're experiencing at the time. So what are some signs of burnout? As you're kind of going through the motions, just this intense physical and emotional exhaustion, mm -hmm. feeling more cynical about things, kind of losing that purpose for why you're doing things. Right. Um, and then it can lead to things like depression and also de diminish your physical health. Right. And even maybe just kind of play itself out in the way you interact with your kids. Absolutely. So again, if you're not doing the things that a human being needs to do, <laughs> then you're absolutely going to be more at the edge of your rope. And I definitely relearned that lesson on, almost on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm right there with you. Yes. Another thing that seems to kind of creep in is mom guilt. We feel like we're not doing enough. We make these lists that are seemingly impossible for ourselves. So how can we in these busy times kind of nip it in the bud? So this is a great question, I think, for all of us out there. So I think that it's interesting first to know, for me, that we're not alone in this. So mm -hmm. in a lot of surveys, over 50% of working moms say that they experience some sort of guilt yeah. on a daily basis. So that's the first thing. And the second thing that I like to remind myself is that study after study after study shows that working moms' kids do really well later in life. And then the second thing that I like to think about are ways of reframing the situation. So the guilt for me mm -hmm. always comes when I think about I should be doing this or I should have done that. And I am trying to reframe the shoulds yes. out of my life. It's yes. more kind of I can do this. And I think another thing as women is we always tend to apologize a lot for things. So I've started to not apologize to my kids when I can't make it to things. Mm. Um, and I will pre-schedule with the teacher. So it, we just know mommy is never going to make it for mystery reader day <laughs> at school. Sure. It just does not match up with my schedule. So for certain holidays or things where I know that I could be at the school, I'll prearrange with the teacher so that I could come in outside of that mystery reader time to do something with the kids. Right. So that you're still making a contribution, but it has to be on, on terms that are reasonable for you. You're exactly. taking care of yourself. Exactly. And I think it's also important for my kids to know that I can't always just be there. Right. And so I think that that has, and the less I apologize about it, the more they kind of recognize that's the way it is. Yeah. Okay, we'll move on to the next. That's great. That's a great tip. Thank you so much. Thanks. And then this kind of thing helps too, just talking about it. 
yes. with another working mom. <laughs> just, just having that validation. Exactly. We're all kind of going through it. Yeah. And I would love to hear some of your tips, too, so I can take them home. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll yes. talk more. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Pathic. Thanks so much. It's time for our Tweak of the Week. This week, change how you chat with your kids. If you're routinely getting one-word answers like fine or nothing in response to your questions, then it's time to rethink your approach. Try this. Give them a chance to just unwind from the day and settle in, and then instead of peppering them with questions as soon as you see them, focus on reconnecting with them. You could say things like, I missed you, or hey, I'm happy to see you. And then you share details about your own day. Tell them about the good things that happened and maybe the not so good things that happened. And send the message that you're present and really ready to listen to anything they have to say. That's our show. Thanks so much for listening and good luck with the back to school hustle. We'll see you next week.